0: Again, that's ebaymotors.com. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. Sauce of destiny. Yes.
1: Hello friends, we're back again. It's Fightful.com. It's March 23rd, 2023. It's your Impact Wrestling Post Show. I am at Joel Pearl. As always, I am joined by my favorite co-host, better than the Kate. Sorry, Ella, better than Ella. I got Cresta Star. Cresta, how are you feeling
2: today? I'm feeling fantastic. I had IHOP for brunch. It was fantastic. Um... What a good go home impact show. And for the record, I love everyone at Fightful. So if you want me on your show, I'm just saying uh, hi. Also, why do they treat you like you, the Johnny Swinger of Fightful?
1: <laughs> Yo, you know what? It doesn't matter because your boy gets access. Your boy. You know what I did? You know what I did, Cresta? I went to GCW in Toronto this past weekend and I spoke to Matt Cardona.
2: I'm
1: jealous. Former Impact wrestler, Matt Cardona. I spoke to current GCW champion and, uh, you know, Impact knockout featured on the show tonight, Masha Slamovich.
2: Jealous.
1: I spoke to the one and only speedball, Mike Bailey, who's about to, as we said on the ROH post show, have matches against Tanahashi, against Bakingo against kota ibushi the man is going everywhere and i spoke to him about all that that's going to be on fightful soon i spoke to joey janella his spring break show is going to be no. massive we're going to talk about that we got so many interviews in the can coming at you so just pay attention Swingman over here getting his shit in
2: i'm about to say if you're the swinger of Fightful,
1: <laughs> I mean,
2: if you're the swing, johnny swinger of fightful the Swiggers Dungeon is literally popping because of you. You've got orders. d'oeuvres. You're making sure everyone's hydrated. Everyone is having a good time. And informed. You're doing the Lord's work or Allah, Buddha, whatever you believe, spaghetti, masa. You're doing their work. You're doing the work.
1: I'm here to do the work for y'all because I enjoy talking to people and I enjoy talking to you. And hello, Chad. I see you're there hanging out with us. I hope you enjoyed Impact. We're going to talk about it. Uh, Cresta, we uh, kind of started talking about it. What do you think of Impact tonight? This is the go-home show to sacrifice. We'll play the video later. That's tomorrow night, and we're going to do our post-show here on Fightful after Impact Sacrifice. What do you think of tonight's Impact show, going home to sacrifice?
2: A really solid go-home show. My only complaint, and it's because I am extremely biased. I know other journalists do unbiased journalism. I do biased journalism. Joe Hendry taking the pin. Still my beating heart. The audacity, the cheek, the nerve, and the gall overall though what a solid go-home res- uh, restaurant jesus christ i'm having a stroke today uh, what a solid go home show what did you think about it joel
1: i had fun it was a really good show especially in the second hour i wasn't a big fan of the mixed tag we'll talk about that and more and also we've got our super chats you can go ahead and leave a super chat at the bottom of the screen here at youtube.com slash fightful any amount get your question or statement right on the air like shot 29 who says steve macklin has been my surprise breakout star for the last two years love watching him work and can't believe it's the same guy from forgotten sons well josh alexander tonight reminded you that he was in fact a forgotten son that promo and we're going to talk about it yeah. was absolutely my highlight of the night i said that during the crossover uh this this show was full of a lot of good talky talk but this one really brought it home for me what do you think of that uh, that final segment of the night
2: i thought it was really good and i think that it was a nice change of pace from a uh a match and i feel like josh alexander has been working so hard in the ring that we often forget that he's really good on the mic when he was like you've been clawing your way back you almost would have said you're a forgotten son at that point he just should have did the kanye shrug like It was really funny. Well-timed. Decatur said that right after that, you know Steve Macklin had to... We'll talk about it later, but it was very good, and I think it's always nice to see this other side of Josh Alexander because, again, we often forget with the 80-star matches he puts on regularly that he's pretty good on the mic, and he'll he'll insult your moms.
1: (laughs) So how about some breaking news for you?
2: I'm ready. Break the news.
1: Impact just announced that Mickey James is injured and will not be able to compete tomorrow night at Sacrifice. So they'll update us on the knockouts world title situation tomorrow night, which means the match between Jordan Grace and Mickey James is off. Uh, I saw the chat was kind of talking a little bit. I went to the Impact Twitter tweeter, and uh, I see it's there. That. That sucks for multiple reasons. First of all, we hope that the injury to Mickey is, yeah. is very minimal and keeps her out for a very short amount of time. Uh, on the, the show uh, way of things, that takes her out of sacrifice. The week after that is Multiverse United, where she's supposed to defend the Knockouts Championship in a fatal four-way match. will mm-hmm. uh, that look really good? Uh, we'll talk about that a little bit down the line. But uh, yeah, give me your thoughts. Mickey James appears to be out tomorrow night for sacrifice, which means one less title on the line, potentially
2: wolf first and foremost i want to echo what you said i hope that it's not a serious energy and and ugh. take two first and foremost i hope she's not seriously injured that sucks i really enjoy watching her wrestle especially tonight her work with bully ray because bully ray got under my skin and it, it, it was very well she played the heel the hero in peril and i was sold um I don't know what this means for sacrifice. I don't know what this means for multiverse. Was it matches united? Multiverse matches united?
1: (laughs) Multiverse united. Only the strong survive.
2: Oh, Lord. I hope. I hope that she's fine. But, I mean, not for nothing, there are plenty of amazing impact knockouts that you could have fill her spot. I mean, there's obviously Jordan Grace. There is Deanna Perazzo. There I I mean after tonight, I'm kind of sold on Taylor Wilde too. There's there's a plethora of women that you can put in that spot that you'll get a nice, good, like a solid match. And you'd be like, damn, even though it wasn't for the title, I'm still sold on this person. So
1: depending on how long you have Mickey out, you do have a match tomorrow between Deanna Perazzo and Giselle Shaw. You can easily throw Jordan Grace in there, make it a triple threat Mm -hmm. and call it for the Knockouts Women's Championship. Whoever wins that gets Mickey when she comes back from injury.
2: Yeah, it might have to just change plans a little bit. And yet I might piss off Masha, maybe make it a fatal four way, some way insert it. But I hope she is a speedy recovery. I hope it doesn't throw off the plans too, too much.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Oh, and by the way, I see Jam Beard uh, sent us a super chat saying Impact just tweeted out that Mickey will miss the show, uh, and that's not fun. I mean, listen, we have so much more to talk about tonight. Uh, Co with the super chat saying mania would hump. Oh my gosh, Cresta, I think you got to do it now.
2: Listen, I I just don't understand how people watch wrestling and complain. How do you these people are putting their bodies on the lives for our entertainment? I'm going to appreciate those bodies on the live for my entertainment, my entertainment, even. (laughs) How could you complain? I don't I don't understand. I I'm looking sometimes respectfully, often disrespectfully. You know what the Bible says. If you look at disrespectfully, poke your eyes out. So
1: (laughs) by the way, you can donate a Humper Chat over Humperchats.com. Uh, Same thing as a super chat, but we get to keep a little more. Cresta, do the thing. I know you're going to just repeat what I said, plus a little bit more.
2: Hey, that's what I do. You head over to HumperChats.com. You add any donation amount, we'll read it live on air. We get to keep a little bit more of the proceeds. We see it. Sean Ross sees it. The person in the sky sees it, and everyone's happy. We keep a little bit of the proceeds. And it lets us know that you love us and we love you. HumperChats.com. Bing!
1: Let's get right into it. BTI opens with, of course,
2: George Iceman!
1: On the scene again! He's on the scene. He's back in the vineyard, but here's the thing. He got it wrong. So he says that uh, Josh Alexander was creeped out by Steve Macklin last week, and today one of Iceman's sources says that that they saw Steve Macklin rifling through the back of Josh Alexander's car. And that's where he got it wrong, because later on we find out it was rifling through his bag in his
2: locker room. Why not both? Steve Macklin, as we clearly saw, is a creep. He
1: <laughs> really went to the extreme and said, like Macklin was confronted and said that they knew about it, which is exactly what would happen later when sure. confronted by Rich Swan. I think they had plans to do the car and then they scrapped it to do the locker room instead. Either way, my AirTag theory lives. I still think that Steve Macklin put <laughs> an AirTag on the Impact World Championship. And he's just rifling through Josh's stuff. Anyway, uh, that, that was the the Iceman intel from the Vineyard. But the match tonight was Trey Miguel versus Kevin Knight. And this was a fun match. It's really nice to see Kevin Knight get showcased in the X Division. Trey Miguel eventually gets the win, but not without uh, a little bit of controversy. What do you think of this match tonight?
2: i have to say i am here for trey miguel just being a little menace <laughs> when he took out the spray can to distract the ref, the ref was like get that out of here and poor kevin knight trapped up in the trio. well he hit him right in the end tonight was the yam bag shuffle
1: now cresta here's the thing i don't expect you to understand this particular situation because you are without the parts um there's all people always assume that getting kicked in the balls is very painful, and it is. But I can tell you with complete understanding, satisfaction, and not satisfaction, with complete understanding and and having had it happen to me, the sack tap Ooh. is much more painful. You, you ever you ever get one of these, the flicks, that you go down hard. And that's there, what are,
2: there are two moves in fighting that are just banned. And they're banned for a reason because you're not right. The sack tap is one of them and the other one is 10,000 years of pain. That's when you uh, up someone's butt.
1: Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) So I got to put over. So spinning splashes from Kevin Knight looked really good. He he got the hops. He always has. And we continue to talk about that. It was just a really good, solid, like evenly fought match. But... Kevin Knight is the younger guy, so he uh-huh. makes little mistakes, and then Trey Miguel is the veteran, so like he's being bested. Uh, Knight's being bested by Trey. It's like a very simple story. It's very effective. And then yeah, we talked about the sack tap. That shit hurts. Uh, at the same time, Knight goes hard into the post. Trey hits the lightning spiral. That's the win. That's the end of it. And then commentary's talking about X Division title match at Sacrifice. Uh-huh. It's still saying an unnamed opponent. When we already know who it is because Impact had already announced on their socials that it's Lindsay Dorado. We'll talk about that later. But I feel like they just didn't finalize Lindsay as the opponent until much later, past the tapings. Uh, overall, good match. I don't know if you have anything else to add.
2: Nah, I mean honestly, I put Trey Miguel about to win at the top of the top of my notes. But it was a good match overall. Cresta with. <laughs>
1: Crest has watched some Naruto. Crest went full Naruto. This
2: is for another show, but believe it or not, I'm a professional Naruto hater. This is for another show, another lifetime. Ask somebody who knows me about it. (laughs) Uh, overall, the match was good. For a non-title match, you would you would think Trey Miguel was defending the title. Um, I can't wait to see him cheat to beat Lindsay Dorado.
1: I'm looking forward to this match tomorrow night at Sacrifice. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that very soon. Let's move on to the main impact show. We open up with the design taking on the Time Splitters Motor City Machine Motor City Machine Guns and Kushida. Uh, the design, by the way, they uh, are flanked by Sammy Callahan. So it's Diener Khan and Angels for this match. Uh, we found out today through Sports Illustrated that Motor City Machine Guns have re-signed with Impact, so that's really good stuff. Looking forward to more years of Motor City. Uh, there's some good stuff in this. Yeah, do, you can do the point to them because it's it's Michigan. So, anyway, the, the audience <laughs> is I'm very confused right now. Saban does a really good basement dropkick. Always does it. Angels is so good. This is how good he is at selling. Mm-hmm. He thinks that there is a train coming after him when he's Whoa. getting hit with a basement hesitation dropkick. I love that stuff. This is a good match. It's solid. It's a little longer than I would expect it to be. But for hot opener, this did the trick. Uh, we ended up getting... The, uh, the win from Ka- from Kushida, because he's got a match against Josh Alexander at Multiverse United, so he's got to rack up those wins. What do you think of the match? And then we can tear it down a little bit.
2: You are right. Alan Angels, he looks like he is dying no matter what move he takes. He is sell, sell, sell. Um Explaining to my friend how they got the name Time Machine from the Time Spitters and Motor City Machine Guns is a trip, because then he realized all wrestlers are nerds. He's like, Alan Angels, but this other guy's got the V trigger, and he's got the one wing and it's like, yes, everyone's a nerd. (laughs) Surprise. They're just athletic. (laughs) Um, Overall, too, did did the design get a new intro? Because I feel like that intro is brand new, or was it there last week? and I just didn't notice.
1: They've been rocking with that for a few weeks now.
2: So I haven't noticed. That's disgusting. Sad Crusta. But I thought it was really good. I thought everything was good. Um, Khan looked massive in juxtaposition to Kushida. And that yep. was a smart opener to make it really look dominant. Cause that just that visual ridiculous, ridonculous. Um Everybody got beat up that match, too. So I want to say it wasn't just Allen Angels. Diener got beat up. <laughs> Callahan, who wasn't in the match, got beat up. Kushida got a light dusting of beat up because absolutely he won because, he, like you he said, he has the, um, the match coming up against Josh Alexander. So overall, I thought it was a good, a good match. The hoverboard lock at the end, though, when he caught Allen Angels out of the air going for that dive, I thought that was gnarly. Trying to still get out of it and then rolled him up twice with it he had no choice but to tap. I do feel kind of bad for Allen Angels, but I just want to say that there's some hypocrisy because if that was Callahan who would have tapped, y'all would have beat him up. And I don't think there's going to be any recourse for Allen Angels. And I'm just saying, fair is fair is fair dinner.
1: So real quick, let's just tackle that that finish. Callahan comes in and he's going to protect Deaner, who's kind of being beat down. He ends up eating a super kick from both members of Motor City Machine Guns and then Saban does a mid-rope tope. Kushida gets in the hoverboard lock on Angels, like we said. But then Angels gets to the ropes, and then Chris Sabin runs around and kicks Angels' hands off the ropes, and Uh Kushida keeps the hold in and gets a tap out win. That finish feels a little weird because it's a face finish being done. You know, it's a heel finish being done by faces. And it's very obvious that it's happening in front of the referee who just said, break the hold, but Sabin just broke it, broke the break. Uh huh. So that part I was a little. Like that, we could have done something else. You should have, you know, let go and then just reapplied right away. There should have been something in the middle to kind of break up the breakup, if you will.
2: I get what you're saying, but I will say that there is a hierarchy of teams because there's special rules for special teams. Because this happened also when people were wrestling um, Honor No More. The ref would blatantly see the good guys cheat against Honor No More, and it was like let's honor no more who cares it's kind of the same way with violent by design there's special rules today like i do agree that should have forced a break and then reapply but it's violent by design you've been bothering everybody it's kind of like if somebody if the ref saw bully ray get hit to bring up continuity with roh with a brick i don't think the rest will be like oh well, a bully ray got hit with a brick when did that happen oh, oh i'm looking for it i can't find it oh ooh, ooh.
1: okay i, I kind of get what you're saying and and again we knew what the finish meant in terms of the long-term because we have Kushida versus Josh Alexander at Multiverse. Uh, this is, again, it's so hard to think about Kushida in this match against Josh Alexander, knowing that there's like no time to build the match, but it's still going to be a good one. Because yeah. really, again, we talk about the final segment of the night with Macklin and Alexander. It seems like they're just looking past Kushida, which is a little... uh A little foolish, but we need a better way to be like, this is better than just a really good match you're looking forward to seeing. It's better than a dream match, if you will.
2: Yeah, I I agree with that. But I will say that Impact has a really good way of putting matches on to have no buildup, no stakes just fists. FTR would be very pleased. (laughs) So like, I get, I get what you're saying, especially because it it does make it seem like, okay, Kushida, you're just here for the dream match. But for all of that, why you put it for the title? You know what I mean? Just call it what it is. And just let's keep the Macklin storyline going. You know, not all the time a title needs to be on the line for a story to make sense. But if you are going to put the title on the line, there should be a story to accompany it, to have it make
0: sense.
1: Yeah, exactly. So now it's on Impact and New Japan to make the title match uh, a little more fun or at least give a little bit little bit of seeds of doubt as early as tomorrow night at Sacrifice. Uh-huh. Uh, let's move on. The Covenant backstage talking about magic, illusion, trickery, and witchcraft. And then you got this whole thing, you know, Dear Demon Rose- Rosemary, what we do takes thousands of shapes, yet you seem to think that what we do is different than what we do. And then for some reason, Taylor Wells says, do I look like a frog to you? And then Kylan King says, the minute you shook my hand, you sealed your fate. And now the Coven are champions. Long live the Coven. Uh, Kind of nonsensical. I don't hate the Coven as a tag team. I just don't think that this segment did much for me. What would happen later does. And we'll talk about that. And when we get there, what do you think of this little uh, introduction to the Coven on tonight's show?
2: I broke this down into two sentences first sentence i'm not joking bitch <laughs> and the second sentence we spooky too rosemary got him i mean that's that was the literal whole promo but i thought that they were actually saying the incantation to summon tony khan because that next segment <laughs> with the death dolls uh oh. poor Taya. now we know what happens
1: we'll get there because there's a super chat Waiting for us in the wings (laughs) when we get to that. Uh, Champagne Singh promo. I loved this. We talked about Champagne Singh last week. He had a match on BTI. Uh, Raj Singh hit it big in Las Vegas because that's what you do when your show comes to Vegas. One wrestler who's on a downward trajectory has to strike it big and get rich. And that's what happened to Raj Singh. He's like, I'm sleeping on a bed of cash. Vegas has been great to me and Shira. And now we're one step ahead for guys like them. It's fast cars, extravagant women, and top of the line champagne. And when you're this rich, you never have to pay for anything. Now, here's my question. When are they going to go broke? Um, and also where? Because let's face it. Impact for the next three months are in Canada. Windsor has a casino. Sure. I guess he could go broke there. Toronto, not exactly a haven for betting. There's actually a place near me that does it, but it's not the same. And then London, Ontario, ain't got shit. So where are we going with this?
2: Well, first, let me say that this segment could be broken down into one sentence as well. It says, I'm rich, bitch. (laughs) Maybe they Mm -hmm. strike you big when you said um, Windsor, Ontario. There's a a, um, casino there. There's a Caesars. Maybe they still gamble there, but once you get to Toronto, the money starts drying up because you got other ways to replenish it. Maybe Toronto gives them—I don't know. Canada is not known for being mean. The meanest Canadians I see are on in- <laughs> yeah. and here with Joe Pearl.
1: <laughs> yes, yes, I am very mean. Let the, let the record show, I am very very mean. We'll see what they do with them. It's fine. I just think I like the champagne shira gimmick. I mm-hmm. think it makes, I think it's fun. There's it's, it's funny. For a guy who's low on the card and just does his thing, like this is perfect for him and he's entertaining. Uh, I just wonder, like, how is he gonna go broke? Is he gonna invest it all in Bitcoin, go to the moon? And then, sorry, it's an NXT. He's break. gonna
2: hang out with Johnny Swinger and they're gonna get that fanny pack stolen again.
1: Oh, we're back to the roll of cash. Let's <laughs>
2: go. It and, all comes full circle. It's like a pipe. It all comes full circle. <laughs>
1: speaking of full circle, Eddie Edwards and Kenny King brought it full circle tonight i didn't hate this so eddie edwards says edward edwards as we call him here says the only way to put pco in the past was to reach into my personal past and bring in kenny king and king says out of every bad thing comes a good thing Eddie and kenny king didn't speak for months after honor no more fell apart but i Jay briscoe's mom's house in the middle of tragedy we looked at each other and realized it didn't matter we're family and you sacrifice for your family and then king says pco was never family so it sacrificed the family joins together to put pco on ice cresta i love this promo because you're bringing in some real life drama you know we lost Jay briscoe a few months ago Jay briscoe was very entrenched with ring of honor as were these men the honor no more faction was of course akin to the old ring of honor This is a really good way to bring these two guys together. You brought a little realism in and you made it make sense. What did you think of Eddie Edwards and Kenny King tonight?
2: I will say that you can measure somebody and how they speak of them after they pass with the impact that they've done. There are people who are still going out of their way. So you don't forget Jay Briscoe. And I thought it was really nice for them to be like, we were at Jay Briscoe mama house chilling. And that's like, that's real because... Across almost every promotion, people have been powering a band that says Briscoes or Jay. So I think that it's really nice, kind of like Eddie Guerrero, that you get to live on in our little Z heist of freaking wrestling forever endeavor, that people are never going to let people forget the contributions that you've done. So I thought that was really nice. And also, I felt like it made two people who I feel are kind of like yuck yuck characters something gave it a sense of realness and maybe this is the wash that Eddie Edwards needed because yes I think that him and Kenny King may be PCO but I do think it'll put both of them on a better trajectory in a more serious manner that the both of them I think need and uh, not Keddy. oh my goodness Kenny King is already on that trajectory, in my opinion, especially with his last few matches with Speedball. He's no longer in this, like, I'm a joker. I'm He's really out here. So I think Eddie Edwards could absolutely lose use that rub because I don't know what he's doing right now, and he kind of feels rudderless. So I like the surrealism. And also, like he said, you was never gang, bitch.
1: <laughs> I, I like that they found a way to bring it together. I like that they gave Eddie Edwards and Kenny King a reason not only to be back together, but also uh, something to go after. And yeah, it's PCO, but you know, you take down PCO, then you go on to bigger and better things. Maybe the tag title somewhere down the line. Uh, regardless, those two have a history. They're bringing their history back. And again, I don't mind that they brought up Jay Briscoe because there is a connected tissue there. They've all worked around Jay. And for all we know, they really, well, I mean, listen, they they almost certainly were there, when, uh, you know, for any memorial services. It mm-hmm. played a big role in Jay's life and vice versa. So it made sense. It wasn't, it wasn't bad. Uh, yeah. so I, I like where this is going. I, uh, we're going to see Kenny King and PCO tomorrow night at sacrifice and we'll go down the card very soon. Savannah Evans versus Deanna Perazzo during the crossover Cresta, You were excited about this match. You loved it. I really enjoyed it as well. And I really enjoyed the post-match. Evans looks strong, she looks yes. dominant like you said. Parazo looks good. Deanna always always looks good. Uh but this was a really good match for Savannah Evans who eventually takes the L but not without a whole lot of stuff happening. Giselle Shaw distracts the referee. Javid all grabs Deanna Parazo savannah evans kicks jave all off the ring apron by accident Deanna pump kicks giselle shaw gets her out of the way and then Deanna hits a crucifix bomb on evans for the win at the good finish talk to me about this match what do you like about it other than savannah evans really awesome looking gear
2: um diana perrazzo's awesome looking gear <laughs> um i gear aside it has been a pleasure watching giselle shaw and Savannah Evans go from, I feel like, understudy sidekick to a leading dominant lady. Savannah Evans played her, she played her part. She played her part here in the beginning. In the first third, I felt like she was giving us lumbering big person. I can't hit you. Then when she found her groove, the two snap net, the two snap mares, and that northern light suplex. If you asked me, could Savannah Evans do that five months ago? I'd be like, maybe. But it was clean. It was good. I, I listen. I am a sucker for a good Northern Light suplex, and she was up on them tippy toes. She was doing ballet. It was so good. The snapmare was unexpected, especially too when um when Diana reversed. I believe she was going for a power bomb into a Hurricane Rana, and she just took it. And it was it was so believable. Like she really got the tilt to whirl. I was thoroughly impressed. Thoroughly impressed. Even in defeat, I think Savannah Evans looked great. Now, this is nothing against Deanna Perazzo because Deanna Perazzo put that, she put her to work tonight. She's like, you got your work boots on? I hope you do. And it was really, really good. The finish, I felt protected everyone. It was overbooked. Poor Jay Vidal. <laughs> he's, just, he's doing his best. <laughs> but also, at the end, the post-match, Savannah Evans does eat the pin, but the post-match, no one came out for Diana Parazo But then I remember you and Chelsea Green were being real menaces for like a couple of months. I'm like, darn. I mean, maybe you'll beat Saw, But imagine if Giselle Shaw beats Deanna Purrazzo. I, it, again, if you asked me three, four months ago, could Giselle Shaw beat Deonna Purrazzo? I'd be, like, uh, I'd, I'd be entertained. But now I'm like, wait a minute. Even even with cheating, no cheating aside, Giselle has gotten really good, too. I'm excited about the match. I'm excited for the future of Savannah Evans. And I can't wait for Savannah Evans. Start Giselle, so if you on Giselle's show, I'll pick that woman up and put her down. I can't wait. <laughs>
1: you said it best. Deanna doesn't have any friends left. No one came to her aid tonight. Uh-huh. And it was kind of expected that way. Because who was going to come to her aid? Her best friend's gone. She's the biggest Karen in WWE now. She's
2: over here asking for management everywhere. <laughs>
1: That's right. And management ain't going to bring her back to Impact. And we talk about the post-match. So Savannah Evans goes right after Deonna Perrazzo after the match. All three, J. Savannah Evans, and Giselle Shaw go after Deonna Purrazzo. Evans hits the full Nelson Slam. Shaw hits the denouement. And this is great intensity from Giselle Shaw. And we already talked about Evans looking great. Uh, this was a really good, good start. And I see in the chat, where's Tasha Seals? Well, that might be Diana Perrazzo's friend is Tasha Steeles, because the enemy of my enemy might just be my friend. Because who got rid of Tasha Steeles? That's uh, Giselle Shaw. So there's an opportunity here.
2: That's crazy. Like I'm thinking about like why would Tasha Steeles help Diana Parazzo? Because who else is gonna help Deanna Parazzo?
1: <laughs> Someone's got to, and it might just be the returning. And also, again, who was with Tasha Steeles? Savannah Evans
2: and you turned your – I mean, not not, not to say that Savannah Evans turned her back on Tasha Steeles, but Tasha Steeles was getting her delusional. She was really her delusional back. like, it's your fault. And Evans is like, no, I've been winning. Actually, you've been taking the pin, if I can remember correctly. So, I don't know. This is interesting. I totally forgot about Tasha Steeles in that one moment, and it'd be nice to see her come back at sacrifice, sacrifice, sacrifice. Oh! You meant this one? Sacrifice! 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 Sacrifice!
1: That's the one.
2: Yes. You guys can't... Yeah, I mean, you could see. I was... <laughs> <laughs>
1: Albert Ponce, this is with the super chat from the Edward Edwards-King segment. Not gonna happen, but man, Vincent saving PCO in his feud with Edward Edwards and Kenny King would be awesome. Also, bum-ass sing debuts after he goes broke. I am all for it. Listen, I don't want them to rip off the Baron Corbin gimmick, but let's face it. That was every- Every rich character has to go broke and lose everything somehow. And you know what, Vincent, who knows? I'll put it like this. If Vincent maybe didn't end up getting a gig with WWE, I'm not saying he did or he didn't, but if he came back to Impact, going back to PCO to face Edward Edwards and Kenny King wouldn't be the worst thing.
2: I don't don't disagree with that. I think that, again, this... Um, this new serious act attitude that they have, I think is a good reset for everyone involved. Now, I I mean, even Undertaker went from spooky Undertaker to serious wrestler, and it's hard for me to get behind people like that. But Crazy Steve does it. Black Torus does it. So I have full faith in PCO being spooky and scary, but I'll break your freaking neck.
1: <laughs> and shout out to MA Soko, by the way, who points out that at WrestleCon tasha steals and diana peraza will have a table together so mm, kayfabe ain't dead baby
2: well i will say this since we're making announcements it's actually me who's going to be wrestling masha i'm kidding i'm not i'm not i don't want no beef for masha slamovich she will pick me up and put me down i'll say thank you have a good day and leave
1: <laughs> if, you, if you uh if you subscribe to us in audio form i'll let you in a scoop the masha audio actually dropped today the video drops sunday I've never spoken to Masha Slamovich before. In fact, I'm pretty sure that the first time that I'm really like hearing her speak was this past Friday when she won the GCW World Championship. Uh Up until then, we've been talking about her speaking Russian and being like this menace. You know, listen, kayfabe, she's awesome. She's excellent. She's great to talk to. She's very, very sweet. And I'm just sitting there being like, when's she going to rip my head off in Russian?
2: That's what you gotta say, okay? And the cameras are cut. All right. So for the memes, you just choke me up. Just I'll put my arm up and I'll just I'll I will sell the shit. I just she,
1: she choked out speedball. It's fine. That night she got speedball choked out. She retained her championship. She's good. I don't need to worry about being afraid of Maja. I am already there.
2: <laughs> you got it. I'm afraid of everyone on Impact. Everyone, even Giambella. Everyone, even the <laughs> Deathballs,
1: because they're talking in the back, and Rosemary's like, hey. I'm upset that the coven won our tag titles. And with Rosemary's magic, we should be able to win all the time, says Jessica. And Taya interrupts. Taya's still here, by the way. And she says, I thought we were going to stay away from the magic. And Jessica's like, well, I'm not going to wait for a plan and I'm not staying away from magic. I'm going after the coven. And so she runs off and Taya chases and she's like, I got to go stop her. So Jessica's going through the back hallways and she comes across a white casket with light coming out. And she opens it up And this bright light inside starts to spook her. This is very pulp fiction, 1994, by the way. Spooky, scary. Spooky, scary. And then Taya comes up and, like, gets in front of her and closes the casket and says, No, I'm here to protect you and I'm going to keep you safe. And this isn't what you want to do. Don't do this. And then a hand comes out of the casket, grabs Taya, drags her into the casket. Taya's not dead, folks. She's just in the undead realm. So the door is still open. She can come back anytime she wants. Oh, yeah. Let's get the super chat from Chambeer because it kind of relates to The Coven. It says, I don't watch Impact, but when did Taylor Wilde go from punk rocker to Impact's version of Isla Dawn and Julia Hart? It's not an insult to the gimmick. So I get that. She kind of went from being this little punk rock girl and then she lost a lot. Uh-huh. And then she started leaning into like her Wiccan slash witch friends who got her into it, and she's like, this is a gimmick. So she became this this witch, and that's a real-life gimmick. She reads tarot cards and does all this stuff, and she started doing stuff on socials, and all of a sudden, Taylor Wilde is this. Uh, that's what? I have nothing else to add to you.
2: I simplify everything down to its most basic form. When I get confused about why is this gimmick the way that it is, I really start to think about it, then I think too much. Taylor Wilde is a glorified Yu-Gi-Oh! gimmick, and I'm here for it. She reads the cards, the cards guide her steps. Cause remember that match where she was like, hmm, what does this card say? I'm not tagging in. Psych. <laughs> I'm here for it. I, it's it's if you overthink it, then you're not doing wrestling right. And then, and then it's funny. And then it's funny. And then it's funny. I like it. I like it. She's I would say a card captain there, but I think I'm just shouting out anime that you don't know, Joel.
1: It's okay. The the chat will get you. The chat will understand.
2: I like it. I like it. Because somebody's got to be spooky with her because Havoc's gone. Where's Sue Young? We don't even got Susan.
1: <laughs> well, well, Albert Ponce with another super chat says, Wow, how long is TK in that coffin waiting to snatch Taya? <laughs> it would be cool if it was Sue Young, says Albert. And also looking forward to Steve Macklin as new champ. We'll talk about that one a little bit. But yeah, what if this brings about, uh, brings about the return of Sue Young, especially? with the news of Mickey James being out potentially indefinitely.
2: I love Sue Young. Even before I was watching Impact, I love Sue Young. And the Susan and the Susie gimmick, oh, 10 out of 10. Ted, I love Sue Young, so I'm back for it. The joke in my house was when um, Taya Valkyrie got dragged, I'm like, damn, they really did a prayer circle and full metal alchemist style. You can't win the titles for nothing. A life for a life. So poor Taya got dragged to hell. Tony Connors was like, thank you. (laughs) <laughs> I hope she comes back, but thank you for all your hard work and impact, Taya. See you in hell, quite and thank literally. You,
1: and thank you to Pro Wrestling Podcast for the uh, for the super chat, and also for being the summoner of CM Punk to uh, the wrestling world. Whenever whenever Pro Wrestling Podcast posts anything on Instagram, CM Punk's like, I've got to reply to that. Let's Look in there. my
2: eyes. What do you see?
1: CM Punk replying on IG. Ah, oh,
2: that was good. That was good.
1: I got you. I <laughs> mean Soko asking whose coffin was that They haven't buried Eric Young well, They certainly haven't debuted
2: him in WWE either Just saying Eric Young isn't dead We didn't see him die You have to see people physically die In impact for them to either be died, dead or gone We saw Taya Valkyrie the casket mm, We saw her Eric Young all we saw was the We saw the shank And then freaking deaner going <laughs> <laughs> So we didn't see him die He could be. He could have been hanging out in the grave with PCO <laughs>
1: You're getting called out,
2: <laughs> they know what you're talking about. <laughs> A good listen, it's funny if you think about it. Liz, remember the Killer Kelly match where she was doing this the whole time? Don't mind my tea bag, it's green. She's like, Oh, <laughs> the cards, they're telling me. And then when Killer Kelly was like, I'm getting choked, help me. Taylor White was like. Ooh, the cards! I, listen, I played my Blue Eyes in the in the attack position, but I got a way to turn. I'm sorry, I got a way to turn. I got a way to hold turn. You stepped on my trap card. Yeah, I don't play doubles. I play singles. I'm a single player. I don't. don't.
1: <laughs> Jam Beard with another super chat saying, also according to Impact regarding Taya, WWE is a prism while AEW is the undead realm.
2: They're not going to kill her because she keeps coming back. I mean, <laughs> where. To quote Bobby Fish, I mean, where's the lie?
1: <laughs> they brought his ass up again tonight, and we'll talk about that very soon. Bobby shortly. Fish
2: is coming back. I, I feel it in my scroat.
1: But <laughs> oh, it's awful. Speaking of awful, Masha Slamovich and Bully versus Mickey James and Tommy Dreamer. The okay. I hated this match until the finish. Okay. They start with the Bobby Ray chants. I thought that was cute. The crowd was, <laughs> was good. And then, like, Bully does a lot of off-mic trash-talking. That's fine. They do a lot of intergender stuff, which is fun because that's an impact trope. Um, And that's just hard to get in this match when the stakes are literally Bully and Dreamer and not Mickey James, who's the champion and a challenger, who's not even Masha Slamovich at this point. So they're just kind of there. They do the double-teams shake, rattle, and roll Dreamer, Mickey do on Masha and Bully. And then they do the what's-up drop on Bully Ray. And Bully Ray officially watches our show, Cresta Star. I saw. You saw it.
2: I saw it. My balls. <laughs> We've
1: the most talked devastating about
2: this. move in the game.
1: We've talked about this. We've shown the footage. We've done everything. Bully. We see you. We appreciate you. This is that's that's as far as I'm willing to go because I didn't uh. care for this match. Other than that, when he did the my balls, I was like. He's. He knows. He knows. He knows. It's what we talk about. He knows. It's what we run to. He knows. It's what we do. And he did it.
2: I will say that while the match, I w- I went into it with the bar was in hell, but I'm I'm not. I would be a liar if I said this wasn't some premium heel work from Bully Ray. I have never been so annoyed at a wrestler since. Since The Miz, and The Miz gets under my skin, he gets under my skin.
1: What about Logan Paul?
2: I, I mean, I'm muted when he talks. So I he you can't get under my skin if I can't hear you. <laughs> but tonight was the first time I was like, yo. I want you to stay in Impact one more time so Nick Aldis can beat you up. <laughs> because you are... Ooh. First of all, we I know that you know that I know that you're not afraid of Tommy Dreamer. So all this jaw jacking with only wanting to fight Mickey James, oh, you're a POS. Because in the post-match, yeah, Jordan, because I'm a Jordan wanted to square up. And you were like, I didn't fight with it, But you want to try to be... Oh, you are a jerk. And you got under my skin tonight. On this night, you got under my skin. So I was premium heel work. But again, this all this makes me want to do is see Nick I'll just choke you up for 20 minutes. Solid 20 minutes. I don't care. Just rest holds for 20 minutes.
1: <laughs> Should have worn a cup.
2: Agreed. Agreed. That, <laughs> I don't understand why we just don't go for bullies balls. That's the, <laughs> that's his weakness. That's his weakness. The, the roll up. And the Yan bag shuffle.
1: That that's right. Uh, they go to get the table. Masha takes out Mickey and then Bully low blows Tommy and then pile drives Dreamer does his own pile driver for the win. So Bully wins the match for his team. And then post-match Bully sets up that table. Masha rolls Mickey into the ring and tells Bully to put her through the table. I guess that's the payback for, you know, teaming with Bully. And then Jordan Grace hits the ring, uh, knocks up Bully, knocks out Bully. doesn't even knock him out. Just hits him with a kendo stick. Bully kind of no sells it. He's like, oh, that's minor inconvenience. Yeah. And turns around. And uh, Jordan goes for a spear on Bully Ray, who sidesteps it. And Grace spears Mickey James. Um, what really sucks now, again, is that this was a good build for what would have been tomorrow night's Knockouts Championship match. But we're not doing that anymore because Mickey James is out with injury. Uh, other than that, what do you think of the post match? Assuming we didn't know about Mickey's injury.
2: Mickey, you better count your lucky stars. Jordan was able to brace herself because that table was not up. It was not ready for you to go through, and everybody would have gotten seriously hoit within the, within the, 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 the fines of kayfabe. And this is the same stuff that Jordan warned you about. Like, why are you letting this old man get under your skin? You have no business with him. Let bully talk. He's not challenging for your title. Who cares what he has to say? And honestly, at this point, if he's being that annoying, get Mark Mark Sterling to sue him. Like, I, I don't know what to tell you, but leave him alone, Mickey. You have nothing to prove. Yes, he works at your workplace. I don't know, Mason, Bear Mason, but you got nothing to prove. You literally have nothing to prove. Um, But Jordan Gray said that spear was gnarly. <laughs> That's <spear. laughs> me spear, before the moose match, I was like, this is a borderline moose spear. She almost spit Mickey J's out her damn boots.
1: <laughs> it's good. It's really good. And if you want to be speared out of your damn boots with news and exclusive news at that, go over to FightfulSelect.com. Best five bucks in the biz. Get everything. You get your exclusive news and notes. You get AEW and WWE live reports, show rundowns. Backstage news, producers on shows, all the stuff you need, it's right there, FIFA Select. You want interview notes from Dax Harwood beyond the CM Punk stuff, it's there. That interview drops officially on Friday. But if you can't wait and you need to know right now what Dax Harwood had to tell Sean Ross Sapp in their exclusive interview, FIFAselect.com's got the notes. Maybe you want to know about where All Out's going to be this year because it might not be at the Now Arena in Chicago. It might be somewhere else. Who knows where? FIFA Select has the details. And of course, Goldberg. He's a free agent. Is it going to show up in the impact zone?
0: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time, but
1: Plus, the weekender with Steven Jensen, Sour Graps with Kate and Alex Palowski, and Select Style with Scott Edwards, who does all the Japanese wrestling, all the Joshi stuff, all the stuff that you aren't necessarily able to follow completely. Scott Edwards has got you covered Select Style every week and coexisting after dark with Rob and Maggie. This week, they've got Denise Salcedo, who is the new co host on Saturdays for Busted Open with uh hollywood
2: denise
1: hollywood denise who who now has to start work at six in the morning on the weekend because hell on get... earth <laughs> that's her problem and i hope that she deserves it actually she's, she's great so uh if you want some uh some great content go over to com. five bucks or more you can go all the way up to 1500 bucks for all you want there's tons of tons of opportunities just read about them and uh we'll get your exclusive news I know. Listen, everyone's like, it's going to just show up anywhere else in five minutes, but it's going to be aggregated, and it's probably going to be wrong. And then later on, we got to clean it all up, and everyone's got to be like, why did you say it wrong? And people editorialize the news. Don't do that. Just go to fifaselect.com get the news from the source, get it right the first time. Don't wait. Just do that.
2: I will always say this, that all your favorite places are going to report what we say anyway, and they have to editor- editorialize it, or else it's plagiarism. But when you editorialize it, it's a game of telephone. It went from Goldberg's a free agent to Goldberg's signing with control of your narrative, and no, now like hold
1: on. Hold, on. <laughs> hold on, and
2: now you're like, who said that? Who said that? That that darn Sean Rossap because Fightful reported, it. and Sean is like, I never said that. <laughs> I never even, I never even wrote that. Like I, I, I didn't say that. There's a difference
1: between aggregation with attribute uh, with attribution and they and and someone literally just taking the news and saying so and so is doing something completely different the, the, that the editorializing part that <laughs> should not happen don't do it don't listen no. to people who do it aggregation is just that's the word for word and that's fine just say it came from fightful select that's okay but there are people who get it wrong and that shit absolutely bothers me
2: that's so why i'm not a journalist i'm just a jabroni
1: I <laughs> talk to wrestlers now yeah that's right goldberg's gonna go to gcw He's gonna go to the NWA, he's gonna go control your narrative. Harmless
2: rumors are one thing, but these don't end up being harmless rumors. <laughs> and next thing you know, there's a tweet logger from Goldberg saying you guys are fucking idiots. Stop saying this shit.
1: <laughs> uh, Goldberg loves me. I'm one of the tribe. It works. Goldberg versus MJF. We're gonna do that. Goldberg versus Raven again.
2: We're gonna You know why I-, I watch wrestling. I love all the wrestlers. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> you, know I- you know what I'm about. <laughs>
1: I'm with the schism on NXT. That's right. You can catch me beating Chase. You, everything happens over fivefiveselect.com. It's a party, and it's
2: you're invited party. for
1: five dollars. Five bucks, you're invited. <laughs>
2: it's the most exclusive party you can get into. Really? All right,
1: let's get going. All
2: your homies are there. Five dollars.
1: Five bucks. Yeah, they're <laughs> all there for five bucks. Rich Swan and Megan, Kazarian are backstage, and Swan's all upset that he's just fodder to Macklin. He keeps getting his ass whooped just so we can get to Josh. So there's, that's what Macklin's saying about Swan. Kaz is like, "Hey, if this bugs you so much. Go talk to Josh Alexander. Get a squash because we got a big match on Friday. You know, it's kind of important." So he's like, "Fine, I'm going to go to Josh's locker room." So he comes back, goes to Josh's locker room, and Swan finds Rich uh, finds Steve Macklin, I should say, going through Josh's bags, not his car, Ice Man.
2: Listen, they don't tell us the news. So we gotta find it out any way we can, okay? George Iceman's on the ground like we are, okay? You George Eisman,
1: George Iceman is aggregating from five ah. person. We would have gotten it right, okay.
2: <laughs> True. Come on, George Iceman. We listen, George Iceman, you can't have my spot, but when I'm sick,
1: <laughs> exactly. So when he was asked. George, that's Ma- uh, George Eisen. George Macklin, Steve Macklin. I can't get first names today. <laughs> Steve Macklin says, "No, nah, I'm good. I'm supposed to be here," uh, and then he walks out. So that was weird. Anyway, run down the sacrifice card. We'll do that. Actually, let's do that at the end. We'll give our predictions yeah. for the show. And then, uh, just programming note: next week is Multiverse United. The show is live. It's on a Thursday. We are going to go live after Multiverse United. We don't know when the show ends. One of two things will happen. Either we're going to let the ROH crew basically filibuster until we take over, or we're going to go live after Multiverse United on our own feed and do the show then. I have no idea when it ends. If I had to guess, 11 o'clock Eastern, maybe. I'll be here. We'll all be here. Uh, so we'll see what's going on. That, we'll be live for that. And, of course, tomorrow night we'll be live for the Sacrifice post show here on YouTube.com slash Fightful. And it'll be even better because the SmackDown post show is only SmackDown tomorrow and not SmackDown and Rampage because Rampage is on Saturday night. So, yeah, we'll be good.
2: There's a um, lot going on this weekend on Fightful, y'all. Please tune in. You're going to have the time of your life.
1: Jambeard says Goldberg goes to Lucha Underground as his Universal Soldier gimmick. Revive the show just for that.
2: Ugh. Listen, again, wrestling is a tour de France of how silly can we get? I Listen, I would watch it. I would watch it. I would watch it because Lucha Underground is next level.
1: <laughs> you know what came out of that? That Universal Soldier with Goldberg uh, movie?
2: The Marine with John
1: Cena. <laughs> no, no, no. The 1999 Megadeth classic, Crush Him that was made for that movie.
2: I never heard that song. I'm sorry. You're
1: better off. It's not very good. Oof. Speaking of which, uh, Dirty Dango and Joe Hendry versus Moose and Myers. It's not that it wasn't very good. Uh, <laughs> Hendry comes out, and he's like, tonight's special. For the first time, you'll see Joe Hendry and Dirty Dango, and that should give you all the motivation you need to say the two words, and then Dango grabs the mic, Suck it! Can oh. we talk
2: about how Dango was offbeat to his own music in the beginning? What is Well
1: he's super serious?
2: Ah man, I don't I don't I don't know if serious describes what we Dango was all one. Cause you know what's crazy is that the in ring was superb, but everything else. It's like Dango, what are you doing? And to quote um oh, no. Hannafin on on commentary, well he only have one successful tag partner.
1: Dobby the Brain Heenan just pointed out that Multiverse starts at eleven PM Eastern, and he's right. <laughs> the show's gonna end at two AM. <laughs>
2: so screwed. Listen, I'll be up because I'll be watching RuPaul that night. So no, well, that's well, Thursday. That's not tomorrow. Oof,
1: that's next week.
2: Birthday. We'll talk about well, it. Well
1: talk about it we'll figure it out we'll let the chat leave us a comment on the video should we do, should we do it live or should we do it
2: see you friday morning <laughs>
1: <laughs> right yeah they're gonna get a double dose of us who knows oh my god that sounds that just sounds anyway um i appreciate the enthusiasm dango's just being super awkward <laughs> um moose comes out he looks cut he looks great uh yeah, a mustache, a thingy. the the roundabout or the fu manchu
2: the, no, that was me last week. The roundabout. <laughs> the goatee. That's what it's called. I should know these things. I have a biz.
1: Dango keeps going for the sucket with the arms. And he's awkward and it's good, but it's fine what it is. Um, Hendry loses the match. Yes. They pointed out that Joe Hendry is the longest reigning digital media champion in Impact history. He's got 131 days. That's over Brian Myers, who had the former record. Myers gets the pin after Moose hits a spear on Joe Hendry and Myers gets the roster cut. I'm pretty sure that's just one of those setups for tomorrow night where uh Hendry wins. I agree. Was that uh, do you have anything to, to add about this? Because uh, it was just a tag match.
2: I mean, I'm just double checking my notes. Cause you said everything that I pretty much said, Uh I like Dango in ring. I never want to see him tag with Joe Hendry again. <laughs> I never want to see that again. I never want to see that again. Joe Hendry lost because of you. That's my opinion. I don't care if I mom about it. I uh, maybe there is a reason why Fandango only worked with uh with um what's his name? I can't think of his name. In this moment, I'm having a stroke. Jeff I mean, Jarrett.
1: There you go, Jeff Jarrett.
2: No, uh, it wasn't Jeff Jarrett who teamed with him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> who are you talking about? I missed it.
2: Fandango's partner, who are the fashion police, whose name escapes oh, Tyler me. Right? Brees,
1: Tyler Breeze. Tyler
2: Breeze. Tyler Breeze. Oh,
1: I, I was typing in the chat about the uh, it, the multiverse show.
2: No, I was. Uh, no, when I said I'm having a stroke. That's I was like, oh, like Jeff Jarrett. You're like, yeah. No, oh, that's not his. No.
1: <laughs> yeah, they're talking about the one, the one successful partner was that guy. Uh, yeah, the match was fine. There was nothing I can add to it. Yeah. And now now the chat's like, it's Tyler Breeze, Tyler Breeze, Breezango, Tyler Breeze. Thank you guys.
2: I've, I listen, when you are under 9,000 years old, sometimes your brain just. <laughs> I dry.
1: Yeah, I don't even know what day it is anymore. Uh, folks, get your super chats in, get your humper chats in. This is it. Josh Alexander is in the back, and Rich Swan's like, hey, Macklin was in your bag. What's up with that? Josh's like, I don't know why, but I'm going to go figure this out. I'm going to the ring. Good setup. Out comes Josh Alexander. It must be a go-home to a pay-per-view, but it's not even for this match. So, <laughs> Josh comes out, and he's just like, Macklin's busted his ass to get a shot at the world title. Left a trail of bodies behind him. Says he respects Macklin as a wrestler, even more so as a combat veteran. Let's a round of applause. And he says, where Josh loses respect for Macklin is when Macklin complains <laughs> to management about not earning a shot or that Josh Alexander is ducking Steve Macklin. Says Josh has been here all along expect, uh, accepting challenges from all over. So, Steve, must be ducking him and then he says when the match happens it's about whether or not steve macklin has it and there will be nothing to complain about it nobody to sympathize with him back to the bottom scraping and crawling to get back on your own two feet calls macklin someone afraid of failure a soldier with no mission a man with no purpose being a forgotten son and that brings out steve macklin and this is so good cresta Up until this point, are you like, are you invested? Are you enjoying the promo? Or are you just kind of like, okay, what are we doing here?
2: I liked it. I've been salivating for this match for months now. I've been waiting for them to do it for months. So I'm glad that we're finally getting to the proper build for this at Rebellion. Because I don't think it's happening at Sacrifice tomorrow. I, when he said, (laughs) (laughs) you're like a forgotten son and his music hit. I don't know if you'd be on TikTok like that, but there's a TikTok meme where the guy goes, I didn't do shit. I got nothing to do with that. I have nothing to do with that. I didn't do shit. <laughs> That's what I felt like. Because when he came out, it was like a forgotten son real good. And Josh Alexander felt like he, you could feel it in his face. Like, yeah, what you going to say now, sucker? <laughs> it was, it was just the cherry on top because. I feel like the last couple of feuds, they've made Josh Alexander look paranoid. And this is the first time I feel like he's really being braggadocious. Like, I'm him. I'm himothy, and my Himberlins. Hemi-neutron. I am him Duncan. I am that guy. Again, I like what Macklin then says. Like, listen, I'm not going to fight you right now. I'm going to do it in your hometown. I'm going to embarrass the out of you. So I'm like, now you got to make good on that threat, Macklin. And I think that if Impact does it, we're actually going to see Canadians mad. But I'd be here for it. I'd be here for it. Josh Alexander deserves to take a break. After his wife get beat up by Bully Ray, you deserve to take a break. Go to Disney World or something. I don't know. He deserves it.
1: M.A. Soko with a super chat says, does Macklin is ducking Josh make any sense? He's been asking for this match since Swinger was a rookie. Uh, So you know what? It doesn't, it doesn't. Only because... The the way Macklin made it make sense was I've been watching you uh-huh. s- like for for a solid year, and they show the video of the back of Macklin's head as he's watching all of these Josh Alexander matches. He's scouting him, and he's scouting him. He's picking his moment. He's calling a shot. He could have gotten the match anytime he wanted, hypothetically, but instead he was beating people, winning matches, and getting his way, climbing to the top. It was all they're making it sound like this is part of a long plan. That Macklin had to be better than Josh Alexander, and he's going to have to be because that's the story. Josh has beaten everybody, and now's the time for him to have to find an opponent who's scouted him from head to toe. And that's what Macklin's trying to be. So has he ducked Josh? Maybe not in the traditional sense, but in like a weird, in a weird way, yes, but also no because he was he was scouting him.
2: What do you think? Yes, I agree with what you're saying. But I will say there is a little bit of truth to, yeah, you were kind of ducking me because I remember Josh Alexander for like two or three weeks did like a few open challenges and everybody else stepped up to the plate. If you've been scouting him for like Josh Alexander, I think has been champion now for almost two years. If you've been scouting him for close to two years, a year and a half, if you felt you were ready in the past six months, he definitely did open challenges in the past six months. So I get it. I get that you're scouting him, because what you're saying to me makes perfect sense. If Macklin is that soldier he shoots to kill, if you have a chance to scout and get all the intel on your opponent, why would I blow my load and then end up like somebody else at the bottom of the totem pole? I'm going to beat everyone you've beaten, so there's no excuse, so you can't say, well, you're not worthy, and then I'm going to pick my shot and do it at the biggest stage possible, which at this point would be your hometown, to prove a point, to make a statement, because you just don't take down Josh Alexander. You know what I mean? There's absolutely going to be a rematch, and Macklin's going to have to beat him again because that's going to happen. You're not beating Josh Alexander once. You might even have to beat him a third time, and then Alexander's going to hit the "I'm going home." <laughs> you know what I mean? So,
1: there's I- even more to it. Go ahead, go ahead. Now you think of it like this: You've got at one point Josh is like, "We don't have to wait for Rebellion. We can do it right now." He's getting angry, and what does Josh do with all of these builds? he gets angry and his emotions overcome him and it costs him something Mm. or he's got to channel his emotions, whatever it is. Macklin is very slowly building to having Josh kind of blow on him. And that's kind of part of his, that's part of his way of getting underneath the surface when it comes to Josh Alexander is to have him blow his load, blow his top. And that's that's how you do it. So Josh has been champion for over, it's been two, three. It, it's been almost three hundred days. So it's not two years. It's it's almost one year. Um, because remember he also had that break in the middle, where uh, or at the beginning when he won it and then dropped it to Moose and then won it again. Yada yada yada. He's been a champion mm-hmm. for a while, but not for two years. It's been a, a story for two years.
2: It feels so
1: like it. It feels like two years. Yeah. But once again, Macklin wants to do it in Josh's hometown on home soil at Rebellion, which is putting more pressure on Josh and making him want to blow his top faster Mm -hmm. because he's going to have all this pressure. He's going to be so wound up at the idea of losing his title at home. Macklin's playing head games. He's been playing head games. Him watching Josh last week while we panned the finish, they made it make more sense this week. He's been doing it for a while. Last week was the introduction of him keeping an eye on Josh Alexander from afar. Now this is the first time that Josh is actually seeing that one-on-one. Now they're going to do this whole thing where like he's in the shadows, he's in the trenches. They were slowly building to it, too. Because, again, you had Macklin walk in on all of these random Josh Alexander promos. And, yeah, I kept making the same joke. He's got an air tag on that title. He's keeping track. But, like, that was the thing. He scouted Josh to the point where he literally knew where he would be at any and all points of the day. And that's what we're building to. The idea that Steve Macklin is so dangerous and he's so well-trained that he can – pinpoint all of your weaknesses and take advantage of that. And that's what Josh has to either overcome or inevitably lose the title too.
2: Yeah. No, I totally agree with that sentiment. I think that honestly, at this point for someone like Josh Alexander, he's proven time and time again that your best is not going to be good enough by itself. You have to combine several bests in order to best this man. And Again, I, I stand firm in my statement that even if Macklin wins that rebellion, Josh is getting that rematch. And I think that's when it's going to become a war of your anger, where you're so headstrong and trying to win back the title, win back the title that when you lose that second or that third time, which I think it might be a third time, if you lose that third time, then again, you deserve to take a break. And I've I've been saying that a lot about a lot of my champions and a lot of different promotions, because a lot of people have been championed for a very long time and the current landscape of champions I like a lot of them but the ones that have been around for a long time I'm gonna say Alexander at the top Jade Roman all of them I want you to come back and have another run you're you're running yourself ragged you know what I mean and in this particular case I think Macklin is someone who if you give him the rub, Macklin's going to run with it. And this is me being greedy and fantasy book, and I don't know where my my my, my helmet is, but I eventually want to see Macklin versus Speedball for the title. Going into yeah. it knowing that Macklin was the one who beat Alexander and you Speedball took Alexander to an hour, I, I, I see so many potential matches, and this is me... I need that, I need it expeditiously. So I think that it's great. I think it'll give Josh Alexander a time to reset, brush off, to heal up if he has any injuries or anything like that, and then come back. So when he does come back, people are like, oh, Josh Alexander, that pop's gonna be crazy. Go to Disney World, take a vacation. I don't know what they're doing in Canada. I don't, go ride a moose.
1: <laughs> you know what you do? He, he can lose at Rebellion, and then show up for the TV tapings the next night in Toronto. And somehow get written off, have a match where he gets beaten so badly, or they they introduce somebody new who takes him out and then gives him some time off until he Mm -hmm. comes back, maybe in May at London tapings. Whatever it is, Uh, some time off for Josh Alexander would be warranted after Rebellion, assuming he drops the title to Steve Macklin. And I don't see a reason why they shouldn't do that, because Macklin has been proving time and again that he is deserving not only of the top spot, but also of... The opportunity to have that top spot.
2: Yeah, and he's a draw. I think, I think you'd be crazy to not think that he's not a draw. And I think if you don't, put him in the same shoes as um Josh Alexander. Cause before Josh Alexander was chanted a lot of people like, oh Josh is kind of boring. I don't know if he can hold the strap. Is he gonna and he's been Like, out of all the champions, he's one of my favorite world champions because he he the way he carries it is with so much pride and everything that he does is 120% in the ring. So I think he deserves – I keep saying Disney World and Disneyland, but you deserve deserve it. Literally, you deserve to take a break. You deserve to take a break. Yeah, go
1: over to Niagara Falls with the family. Go and, you know, enjoy Falls View Casino and – Go to
2: London, I don't know, go to actual London, not London, Ontario.
1: Ontario. Do not go to London, Ontario. (laughs) no offense to people who live in London, Ontario, although most of them will tell you it is a shitty town.
2: I don't know anything from it, and I'm from America, so who am I to talk, hey.
1: (laughs) All right, let's get through this. We have Sacrifice tomorrow night. We're gonna be here on youtube.com slash for the post.
0: sacrifice, 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 sacrifice,
1: Thank you, Jay White. We'll be here for the post show on Fightful. Uh, let's go down this card real quick. PCO versus Kenny King. Who's gonna win in this match?
2: I'm saying Kenny King because PCO got no chance. He's getting okay. oh, he's getting cheated on. Oh, he getting cheated on. Unless someone comes out to help PCO, which I don't think. Which I don't think.
1: Okay, um, I think, I think PCO wins. Or it's a DQ finish and they're just going to do some sort of weird like three on one or two on one match at Rebellion.
2: Honor no more coming back. Honor some more.
1: (laughs) Honor someone. Vincent comes back. No, I don't know. But I think uh, I think either PCO wins or it's going to be a disqualification.
2: Okay, I, I'm going in the opposite. I think the outcome will be the same, no matter what. I think the story will continue, and I think that um, it'll take a more serious direction. But no matter who wins, I think this match will continue. Yep.
1: Yeah. Uh, Giselle Saw versus Diana Prazo We posited the idea that maybe we'll add Jord- Jordan Grace to this match and make it a triple threat match for the vacated, maybe vacated, we don't know yet, knockouts world championship. Again, we're waiting on impact to let us know what happens for that knockouts title match um because as of right now mickey james is out with injury so either way let's assume giselle shaw and diana Prazo is one-on-one who's going to win this match
2: i think my heart says perrazzo even with shenanigans and cheating i like giselle shaw but i think she's almost there she's almost there she's almost there but she's not ready to beat Deanna yet but it's going to turn her into a freaking menace but i think perrazzo
1: I think Perrazzo as well. I think we see the return of Gis- of um, Tasha Seals. Yeah. And, and also, like, I can see Giselle Shaw winning, and then during the beatdown have Tasha come out and clear house, join with Diana. But I, I think that Deanna gets the win here. Speedball versus Gresham 2. Gresham won the first one? Or did Speedball win the first one? I missed Gresham
2: it. won the first one.
1: Okay, so Speedball's winning the second one.
2: Yeah, yeah, I was going to say that. Whoever won the first one, the other one's winning this one because we're getting a three. And you know who's really the winner? Us.
1: That's true, and it's good. Check out my interview with Speedball Mike Bailey. It'll drop eventually uh, here at youtube.com slash Fightful. For the X Division Championship, champion Trey Miguel defends against Lince Dorado. This is going to be a banger of a match. Uh, Is Trey going to drop the title to Lince Dorado, or is this just another nail for Trey Miguel's green title.
2: I feel like if there's gonna be a swerve in this show, this would be it. This would be it. But I think Trey Miguel retains, but not after Lindsay not before Lindsay Dorada gives him the what for. Lince gonna make him work for that. And I again we're winning this one, but Linse gonna make him work for that if he wins. But if we do get a swerve, this is the match that'll happen.
1: Fine by me. Digital media championship. Joe Henry defends against Brian Myers. Uh Joe Hendry wins, right? Say
2: his name and he appears. Yes, Joe H- It's absolutely Joe Hendry. Nothing personal against Brian Myers. I just I feel like Brian Myers is not long for the impact world and Brian Myers may be going to go join his friend um I mean I, Zack Ryder. I don't know if Matt Cardona knows that guy yet, but <laughs> in case he in case he figures out who Zack Ryder is again, Brian Myers may be joining his buddy that i feel it in my scroll what about you what do you think deep down yeah you told me you told you sorry
1: (laughs) uh first blood match or a busted open match however you want to tag it tommy dreamer versus bully ray i I can't tell you i care about this match
2: i was gonna say the same thing like who cares (laughs) i feel
1: like tommy's gonna do this yeah
2: i feel like tommy would win because uh i don't know if bully ray is staying with impact full time for now, you know what I mean? I feel like Bully Ray's one of those people who like he's a ship in the night. And that's okay. because I feel like he deserves that at this point in his career.
1: I don't want to make assertions that Bully Ray is gonna be done with impact because we tried that with hard to kill and then he showed up the next day. I
2: don't
0: know.
2: Like I, I honestly I, I I I'm going to watch this match, but not with my whole heart. And I can't lust over these old men. <laughs> Jesus
1: Christ! I think Dreamer getting the win is the feel good moment. Just let it end. Let that be the end of this storyline. Uh, yeah. If Bully's out of here, that's fine. He can go to the NWA where he's doing stuff there. And again, I I liked Bully's story for the first little bit in Impact. We talked about it on the show. Mm-hmm. But I think it's I, I think I'm ready to move past Bully Ray. The only way I can see Dreamer losing is if Hotch and Skyler come back because they haven't been around for a little while.
2: True, but this is when you get Nick Aldis to beat up Bully Ray. I'm campaigning for it. And I know Nick Aldis got better things to do, but you don't want to choke this old man for a couple of hours? I
1: don't know. I feel like Nick Aldis has plans for the night after Mania. Who knows?
2: Listen, if he wants to choke bully Ray, I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm, I, I'd pop, I'd pop, I'd pop. And again, he got under my skin tonight, so I'm like, this is premium heel work. So you go ahead, Bobby Ray. <laughs> but uh, you know, I just, I'm trying to jazz it up. I'm trying to jazz up this match with a lobster. <laughs> I'm trying to do something.
1: We don't know what's going on with the knockouts championship match. It's uh, it's up in the air right now. Mickey James is injured. Jordan Grace is the challenger. Uh, I saw someone in the chat talk about Miyu Yamashita. I don't think she's going to challenge for the Knockouts title on her technically first night at Impact. Instead, she's facing Killer Kelly at the tapings, which I'm looking forward to. En route to her Multiverse United match, it's a mm. four way. But again, we don't even know what that's going to look like if Mickey James is not a part of the match. Regardless, uh, we'll see where that goes. And then the, the presumed main event is Josh Alexander, Frankie Kazarian, Rich Swan versus Time Machine. That's Motor City Machine Guns and Kushida. Uh, I I don't see why Alexander, Kazarian, and Swan wouldn't win. But I can also make the case for Kushida getting the win so that we can build to Alexander and Kushida the next week at Multiverse.
2: That's what I was thinking too, that Macklin interferes like a creep again, is just staring, and it messes up Josh Alexander. Kushida wins again. And then what you have is when multiverse matches parallel universe high five uh, under the C7 happens, these guys, Kushida could legitimately lose. You know what I mean? And no one would be mad about it because you you bested him in combat with all your tag team buddies because you guys are a very well-oiled machine. You're literally time machine. So it makes sense for you to lose the big one. I, I, to me, it makes sense. To me, that makes sense that... They would lose here because Macklin's still gonna be like so.
1: I'm trying to get any information I can about this uh Mickey James. You're
2: doing your due diligence. Listen, I will I will hold the line. I will hold the line for everyone. No um demons.
1: yeah, tomorrow it's uh Mia Yamashita and Nicole Matthews. That's not not an impact, but uh that is that oh, wait, is that happening in impact? It's not an impact. Where is that? Where is that match? Where's Nicole four, Matthews? Seven, five, She's in the States. I, I even follow her. Why don't I? Why don't I have this info?
2: Journalism, peak journalism. This I is know by Sean Rossat pays us the big bucks.
1: I don't want to edit this. Someone else will tell me in the chat. It's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> thank, you for, thank you for the super chat. Yes, multiverse united. I know, but I don't want to. I don't want to keep calling it multiverse. Of matches multiverse, strong, multiverse, whatever
2: um I apologize for butchering the name, but I have to tell you something when you're as old as I am, my brain, listen, there's not a lot of water up. it's just dry worms.
1: been <laughs> there, I know the feeling. well, that is impact for march twenty third twenty twenty three uh the worms have gone to rest. cresta, let's get out of here, plug your stuff.
2: ladies and gentlemen. I will see you guys tomorrow here. On YouTube slash Fightful or Fightful.com or anywhere else where you get your Fightful media, Twitch, Facebook, wherever. Tomorrow we're going to be going over Sacrifice, myself and Joel Pearl. Steven Jensen going to be with us or not?
1: I don't think so.
2: Steven Jensen, you don't call us. You That's a
1: standing offer. He'll definitely be at the Hard to Kill show. I might also be at the Hard to Kill post show <laughs>
2: from a different location. So it'll just be me. I'm kidding. I also stream on Mondays and Tuesdays, Mondays and Wednesdays over on twitch.tv slash crest star. You can find me on TikTok where I yell about wrestling and anywhere you can type Cresta star, except for Twitter where you have crested the star. There's a link tree in my bio where you can follow me on all forms of social media. All I do is thirst over wrestlers and talk shit about wrestling, but happy shit, not real shit. Like I make up rumors about the Loch Ness monster and that's it. That's it. Joe Pearl, where can they find you besides in your house?
1: Well, first of all, Nicole Matthews and Miu Yamash just happening in Vancouver at Nation Extreme Wrestling. So probably not going to see uh, Miu before LA. So thank you for that, Beer, by the way. I am Agile Pearl J-O E L P E A R L. I will be on FIFAL Overbooked all weekend. Uh, there is no episode of Newsworthy. Please, please, please keep Jeremy Lambert and his dad in your thoughts and prayers. Uh, he had requested that on, on his socials. So we send our love to Jeremy and to his family. And uh yeah, until then, ladies and gentlemen, friends beyond the binary. We'll see you in the next one. Cheers.
2: Bye. See you tomorrow.